0: Hey, everyone, I'm Em Sauter, better known as Pints and Panels.
1: And I'm Don Tess, better known as the Don of Beer.
0: And welcome to the fifth episode of the All About Beer podcast. Every two weeks or so, we'll talk with leading experts and take a deep dive into one topic in beer. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about all things Oktoberfest with Megan Parisi of Boston Beer. Don, have you ever been to Oktoberfest?
1: I have not, but I have been to a similar festival in another town
0: another town <laughs> it's much
1: smaller yes <laughs>
0: another t- another town in uh, germany or are you talking about yes. like down the road in calgary <laughs>
1: no no uh, uh just outside munich it's called uh augsburg
0: oh nice uh, what's their, their what's their oktoberfest like
1: uh much smaller but the point is uh i got to have you know a leader of hellas in a uh moss krug and it was it was great fun and you have you been to oktoberfest?
0: No. I've been to um, an Oktoberfest in a parking lot in Connecticut, uh, where bands were playing like Wagon Wheel and other other German favorites that aren't German at all. Um, so I am really excited to talk with Megan about Oktoberfest beers, because Sam Adams' Oktoberfest is very near and dear to my heart. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but I'm just really, really excited to talk with her about Oktoberfest beer, because it's my one of my favorite styles.
1: And, and I think uh, underappreciated, under understood, misunderstood, maybe it's Misunder-
0: better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, agree, agree, agree. But everyone is so excited when it shows up. It's like that lo- one lager that everyone can agree on is great, I think.
1: Including, you know, how people like to complain about like seasonal creep. I think this is one where we forgive breweries for yeah. releasing their Oktoberfest early.
0: When I see Oktoberfest on in like late July, I'm like, it's cool. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's only uh, 105 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, but uh, no, give me one of those amber lagers for sure. Yes, so. yes. I'll introduce our guests and get into our conversation. But first, we're going to take a moment to hear from our sponsor of the show. And if you'd like to help support us, reach out to podcast at allaboutbeer.com or support us on Patreon. Throw us a couple bucks. We would really appreciate that.
2: This show is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company's award-winning craft non-alcoholic beers are fit for all times. Downtime, work time, game time, even gym time. Pick a time and grab an athletic because it's about time you could enjoy a great tasting brew anytime you want. Even right now. Head to athleticbrewing.com and get some fresh brews delivered. New customers can even get 20% off with code All About Beer20 and free shipping on two six packs or more.
3: Hi, this is John Hall, the editor of All About Beer, inviting you to check out the Drink Beer, Think Beer podcast. It's available on all of the major platforms, and the weekly show features long form conversations with brewers, growers, and personalities from the beer industry. New episodes release every Wednesday. Just search Drink Beer, Think Beer.
0: In a career spanning nearly two decades, Megan Parisi has had the fortune of brewing at several breweries where she developed recipes for a wide variety of delicious and innovative beers, including Cambridge Brewing Company in Cambridge, Massachusetts, overseeing brewery commissions at Blue Jacket in Washington, D.C., and at Warptown Brewery in Worcester, Massachusetts. Since joining Sam Adams in 2015, Megan was first responsible for running the nanoscale uh, component of the R&D slash new product development program, where she drew on her 10 plus years of homebrewing experience, before taking on the role of head brewer at Sam Adams Boston Taproom. A native of Philadelphia, Megan is a classically trained musician with bachelor's and master's degrees in clarinet performance from Boston University. She served nearly five years in the U.S. Navy Band in Washington, where she played for the President of the United States and other dignitaries, as well as hundreds of military ceremonies across the country and around the globe. This formative part of her education influences the way she brews, noting the marriage of science and art in the formation of recipes, as well as the execution of brewing techniques. When not brewing beer, Megan can be found tending to her front porch uh, garden, cooking, running, and serving as a judge for the Great American Beer Festival and World Beer Cup, which she's been doing since 2010. All right, Megan, welcome to the show. Yeah, Yeah, no problem. I'm really glad that you're our person to talk about Oktoberfest with because I'm a huge Sam Oktoberfest fan. Big fan. Don Don, can you you can get Sam in Canada? Can you?
1: We can sometimes get the uh, Sam Adams in Canada.
0: Oh, okay. Got it. Um will personal anecdote. So, when I was not 21, <laughs> <laughs> um I had a very good friend from high school and his brother used to buy us Sam Oktoberfest. <laughs> and it was our kind of like treat beer where we thought we were very fancy. So I just want to say thank you for being part of my childhood. Um, that's a pretty I mean, good
4: treat beer at that at that um, age. It's yeah, 14.
0: I'm talking like 19, yeah, you know, 20. Still, we're not. I'm not like you know. We're, no, I'm not 12, but, but still, uh, like
4: enough to know that that's actually pretty. Easy. I think that's pretty
1: fancy. Yeah. Yeah. That's
4: pretty oh, fancy yeah. for 19 and 20. It I was, was that re- fancy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, But we wanted to talk to you a little bit about how you've been the brewer at Sam Adams for how long?
4: Just seven years, just over seven years now.
0: Wow. Okay. And you're you're based in are you based in Jamaica Plain?
4: I was based in Jamaica Plain for about four, four and a half years until we started getting ready to open uh, our tap room, our downtown tap room. And as we were planning that, I jumped onto that project and haven't been in JT since then.
0: Got it. That's I have a of miles. Okay. Yeah. So like Sam Adams is a huge company and then you go and you take the Jamaica Plain tour and the brewery is, the brew house is quite small. So I guess my first question for you is with recipe formulation and brewing such an iconic beer like Sam Oktoberfest, where does it, like, how does that happen? Because you're not all brewing everything out of Jamaica Plain, obviously.
4: Correct. I mean, if you are
0: kudos, <laughs> that is impressive. We are, yeah,
4: we are not able to you know feed fifty states, you know, ten barrels at a time. <laughs> that would be that really would be kind of crazy, or we really wouldn't be selling a lot of beer. Yeah, um, for sure. So, just you know, a little bit of background on the Jamaica Plain Brewery. That was the first brewery that uh, Sam Adams did occupy, and you know, and brew on. So every recipe since Boston Lager has been developed in that, in that building. Every recipe has gotten its start, which is, I think, really pretty cool. When you, when you think about it, everything from, I think the second beer was Boston Ale, everything from Boston Ale up to our latest releases on, you know, on the Sam Adams national brand has started in that building. And for the most part, it all started on that original 10 barrel system. When I first started working there in 2015 we also had a small nano brewery which i wound up running for a couple years in there as well When i was down in Jamaica Plain, and that at the time was a 25 gallon you know kind of you know tippy dump homebrew carport kind of system so a lot more rudimentary than you'd think would be the first step for recipe development at Sam Adams, but I actually also thought that was very cool because it brought me back to my home brewing groups and really getting hands back on ingredients again and at that small scale. So we also own two breweries uh, in Pennsylvania and in Cincinnati, and that is where the majority of of our beers are made that are actually going out into production. What we brew in Boston at Jamaica Plain, is just for you know local, local distribution.
0: So Sam Adams Oktoberfest started in Jamaica Plain, though. Yeah, that's where yeah, the recipe. It. Whoever whoever was the brewer at the time, they created that. Do you know how right. long Sam has been brewing Oktoberfest?
4: You know, I am not sure, but I I do know that I'm pretty certain that uh, you know Sam Adams was one of the first breweries, at least, to really introduce seasonals and uh, you know, with some regularity, whether it be the Oktoberfest, summer ale, winter lager, and you know, actually having those regular dura- seasonals with a seasonal duration. Um, and I have to actually second what you, what you said before about it being your favorite kind of seasonal beer. I love all of our beers, obviously, but there's something about Oktoberfest that I cannot wait for that first one every year. And it is always my favorite one. They all taste great the rest of the season, but there's something about that first sip of our Oktoberfest that just makes me smile because I've been waiting for it for nine months since I had the last one.
1: And and, and on that note, like, uh, is it one of your more popular seasonals?
4: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's got a really broad appeal, just that, that really lovely the malt forward character there's always so much buzz especially these days uh, about everything being caught forward that's really even more these days at least 10 15 years a lot more focus on on hot forward beers but the, the malt malt forward beer like this just is really universally universally appealing to to all drinkers it goes with everything it's it's the per- it, it's one of those perfect beers. It, it goes with everything. It doesn't overwhelm anything, but it also stands on its own. So it's just, it's a great feeling of a beer as far as pairing.
1: To me, Oktoberfest is one of those beers where it, it contains a lot of magic. If you yeah. were to ask me what I love about it, I really couldn't, I mean, I could say the you know, multi blah, 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 but but 90% of what I love about Oktoberfest, I can't express.
0: There's something about Oktoberfest to me that is just, it's the changing of the seasons. The minute you have one, it's like, it reminds me, I'm a huge baseball fan. It reminds me of the minute you watch spring training, Mm -hmm. it feels instantly warmer. Mm -hmm. And then the minute you have your first Oktoberfest, you get like a chit. like you're like, ooh. (laughs) Ooh, It's it's, it's just the best one. It's so good there. And I don't care that they come like yours. Sam Adams is released in what? J- late July, early August. Very beginning of August. Okay. I'm okay with that.
4: <laughs> uh, it's one of the few that I am okay with as well. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, it's more, you know, one of the few that that's a seasonal treat that doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't feel out of place. It yeah. It just doesn't feel out of place because you know, and August is, Usually, when the weather does start to turn a little bit, usually, you know, about the second half of August is when you start finding those slightly cooler mornings. And then this feels even more appropriate. So it's really not very long. And also forget, Oktoberfest happens in September. So it's not that that early. (laughs) It's not like pumpkin beer coming out in. July. early August. <laughs> yeah right when pumpkins aren't even oh anyway that's another story yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> we can have you on to talk about you. you guys make a pumpkin beer right
4: yes we do yes
0: next episode, yeah. we <laughs> <talk>. next episode.
1: <laughs> so tell us about Oktoberfest uh like you know recipe formulation and like how uh, what's what's the magic behind the Oktoberfest Sam Adams Oktoberfest
4: well, if I give away the magic, no, I think <laughs> I think one of one of the one of the really magical pieces is just is actually you know, having a decoction. Uh, mm. It's uh, it was something it was a brewing technique I wasn't really able to implement before coming here to Sam Adams because we just didn't have the equipment. Uh, you really need to be able to have somewhere to boil some of your mash, and uh, most you know most smaller breweries have fewer vessels in their brew houses, so it's it's hard to really just even even make that happen it's just you know engineering wise I don't even mean fancy engineering I just mean how do you get it from here to there where you've got heat and you can boil it and then get it back it's just the literal back and forth can be yeah. can be kind of complicated I mean a couple things happen during the auction too that the boiling the mash your Inactivating a number of enzymes that would normally be fermentable. So sometimes people feel like you can just sort of accomplish that that dextrin malt by using a a dextrinous malt Mm -hmm. like uh, like a caraf you know carafone carapill something more like that. But there's more than that that happens in that in that boiling process. You're not just making it less fermentable by making it more dextrinous. you are concentrating flavors you're getting extra caramelization and you're so you're you're getting a whole new set of flavors that you that you really can't get otherwise just with a a abridged fermentation
0: I yeah I find that every Oktoberfest I have when I find out they're decocted i'm like oh of course there is something about i mean a lot of people will say decoction doesn't matter now because of the modification of malt blah 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 but i find that there's something yeah there's that's the mat that's an extra magical step to an oktoberfest to a merton that that decoction or a fest beer like that decoction is going to make it extra it's like the secret spice
4: yeah and (laughs) and that that is really the difference it's so you know, technically, a lot of brewing techniques that we've implemented over the years, you know, over not the years, over the centuries, ha- have you know they they you know, they existed because of under modification of malt. But as our malting, you know, our malting processes have have improved, we don't need those those brewing techniques in the same way that we did. But they're usually not simply. About the you know the modification of the malt right. it, extract. It, there, it's there not are these, just extract. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. not just extract. It's it is that that something else like the decoction. I now now that I actually get to do it, I really appreciate what it you know what it brings because I I get it. I see the difference. I, I'm actually you know, I'm brewing a a, a Schwartz beer today. Yes. And just, Sorry. I so <laughs> you know, I know I know. So like a lovely decoction. Just that that smell. It's already dark from all the malls, so it's not just dark. There's something more to it. There's just something a little more, and it it just makes me happy knowing that I can't do it too.
1: Do Do you think that if you were if you were sitting, you know, in front of five Oktoberfest beers blind, you could pick out the ones decocted versus uh, just infused?
4: Maybe I would. I would like to think so. Yeah, because that that would that certainly would be the the proof in the pudding of just saying that hey, there's this certain something that you can't get otherwise, and maybe it, you know, maybe it is in our heads, but even if it's in our heads, this doesn't necessarily make it that much less real. Right, I the, agree with the that sense of mm-hmm. expectation. The, the sense of that expectation.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love what you just said there, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> <laughs> um so other than um other than decoction like are you uh to compensate for the fact that you're decocting are you using deliberately under malt or or european malts or american malts or what else are you we willing do, to share
4: well we do have a house octoberfest uh malt that you know blend, uh you know a specific a specific malt that we that we do use for our oh. uh, not use that exclusively but you mm-hmm. know as as part of the uh, as part of the grain bill and that does it's you know it's a smaller proportion but it's there it's again again and that's something that that makes it a little more distinctive because it's it's exclusive
1: interesting
4: yeah, but beyond that, there's—I mean, there's nothing as far as we're not poisoning it like we do with Boston Lager, which also makes that a unique beer. But again, that's another conversation. This is all about the Oktoberfest love. <laughs>
1: uh, hops,
4: hops. No Tetnang and Hallertau. This year, very classic. Okay. Very classic German. Very classic German hops. There's. There are certain things you don't need to reinvent
0: everything. Yeah. And you, you also, there. you also brew a fest beer as well, correct?
4: Uh we do, and we're doing that now. Honestly, sometimes I can't remember everything because now that I'm here in the tap room, my my focus is so much more. Uh, Brewing direct to consumer. I'm sitting here actually looking at the at one of the bars right from the brew house as you know as we're chatting. Are so, you
0: doing any uh, Octoberfest specials for the Boston? So wait, the Boston Brew House is in Faneuil Hall, correct?
4: Yes. So this yeah, this tap room is located at Faneuil Hall.
0: And are you doing any Octoberfest special beers for uh, or an Octoberfest celebration at the tap house?
4: Oh yes, we are having a very large. Oktoberfest you know, celebration. We did it for the first time last year because we actually opened this location January 29th, twenty twenty. So great,
0: great time to open. Oh, it was it was a, a, it was a room. terrific.
4: It was a terrific <laughs> six weeks. It was an amazing six weeks. And then Brick Wall. So we did get to have, you know, the normal like the, the normal touch points of twenty twenty. So twenty one was the first time that we got to have that was really our first big public event as well too. So as things were starting to open up more last fall. And we did a whole weekend and it was fantastic. It was just it was just fantastic. So great to see a bar full of people again, you know, enjoying all these, you know, lovely october fest beers. So we uh we didn't do anything specific as far as any specifically targeted recipes from the tap room last year. But this year, I am uh, doing a barrel-aged doppelbock mm. to to release. It's not getting a huge residence time in barrels, but it's getting it's getting some. So it's it's at least going to get you know some uh, some residence time and some you know, spent utopias barrels. Another mm. luxury I you'll know, have to be able to get uh, spent utopias barrels. <laughs> so that's going to be my you know, uh, uh, big release specifically for uh, as our, you know, Oktoberfest partner offering.
0: And when is that event?
4: That event is the weekend of September 23rd. So oh, September okay. 23rd, 24th, 25th, the place will be all decked out. It'll be a big party. And again, this is where I have to forgive, forgive me for not knowing all the details. I believe it's a 5 or $10. You know, entrance fee, you get your first, you know, you get a, a glass in your first October Fest, you know, with, with that fee. So it, it's a way to oh. sort of, you know, again, keep you know, kind of try to keep the crowd to a certain number of tickets. Yeah. That's and, a bargain though. Yeah, oh, yeah, that is a bargain. It is. it is. And that's just, that's really just, you know, that's why we give, you know, of course, you know, we give you something for it. We're not just mm-hmm. going to say, here, give us money to walk in. No, you're going to get something with that. But there are people that will. Be able to buy tickets in advance but we'll also reserve you know availability for people walking up as well because we don't want to have it be only exclusive you buy in advance and if we sell out you're out of luck we'll sell a certain number of tickets ahead of time but also hold some aside to make sure that people who walk up will still be able to have the opportunity to come in and it's going to be a crazy weekend as far as i'm hoping the weather will just be perfect as it should for that time of September in Boston. We have, we've got lots of open windows. So open space, the place the space can feel very, you know, very open, which is, which is a wonderful thing these days. I think a lot of people really appreciate that much more than we ever did before.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I love, I love a good, I'm, so I'm, do i yeah. I've never been to October. Have you, Megan, have you been to October
4: fest? No, I have not. I've been to Munich, but, def- but not to Oktoberfest yet.
0: Yeah, neither have I. Don, you've never been either, right?
1: I have not. No. Man, um, I, I, I do want to ask, though, Megan, will the event have actually one liter Moskrogs Or
4: I believe we will have our, uh, our Steins back. I, I'm not positive.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's part of the experience, so I'm just hoping that the uh,
4: that you it have is. that. Yeah. It is. Um yeah, there's so much about about the experience, and actually, a fair number, a fair bit of our seating is oh, uh, is kind of beer hall style. Uh, we've oh, got nice. three three bar areas, uh, sort of you know, tiered levels. There's a the ground bar area that has you know some you know some six tops, and then a bar area which is pretty. It's it's on the smaller side, but when you walk down the steps after you come into this bar, we have our more beer hall area, and that's where you've got you know, the the larger the larger communal tables where it really will have that you know that that german beer hall get to know your neighbors uh, you know kind of feeling that is just you know all over all over germany something i just love
1: yeah now and i'm having fomo oh <laughs> no wow. oh and the rooftop <laughs> okay, i don't TV want to interrupt you.
4: oh yeah we have a and then we have a rooftop also which was really our uh, our lifeline during uh the the worst of the pandemic we were able to have people be able to be you know, outside, have all of the doors uh, that are floor length, you know, floor to ceiling length. Have that completely open so that people could really have have the open air feeling. You know. So you've got that uh, rooftop. Be able to look right down on the you know, on that you know, courtyard, which is kind of nice, just to have a perspective looking at the world go by. It's a very busy, it's a very busy spot to look at.
0: It's extra Boston too. Like you can't yes. get more Boston than your beer garden.
4: <laughs> the Freedom Trail goes right by our door. So nearly every tourist who comes to Boston will walk by the front door of this, of this tap room. And hopefully most of them will stop in just for, you know, for, for a pint, for a soda with their kids, uh-huh. for something, yep, a nice uh-huh. little snack.
1: I feel it's almost obligatory. Like if you believe in freedom, you really have to have a beer at (laughs) Sam Adams.
4: I would would have to agree. (laughs) All
0: right. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with Megan Parisi of Sam Adams.
2: This show is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company's award-winning, craft, non-alcoholic beers are fit for all times. Downtime, work time, game time, even gym time. Pick a time and grab an athletic, because it's about time you could enjoy a great-tasting brew anytime you want, even right now. Head to athleticbrewing.com and get some fresh brews delivered. New customers can even get 20% off with code Beer 20 and free shipping on two six-packs or more.
3: Hi, this is John Hall, the editor of All About Beer, inviting you to check out the Drink Beer, Think Beer podcast. It's available on all of the major platforms, and the weekly show features long-form conversations with brewers, growers, and personalities from the beer industry. New episodes release every Wednesday. Just search, drink beer, think beer.
0: And we're back with Megan Parisi of Sam Adams. Now, I touched on this briefly, but I want to go back. So I remember you guys brewing a Fest beer. Um, was it? It was in like the variety pack. And just for people, I believe it was in the variety pack. I don't know what it is now, or, um, but the Fest beer is what everyone drinks at Oktoberfest in Munich. Yeah. Um, and so I was wondering if you could explain the differences between Sam Adams Oktoberfest and if I bought, bought an Oktoberfest and it shows up and it's golden and it looks like a Hellas and I would be like, well, what's I, which happened to me actually in Boston. I ordered an Oktoberfest when I was a new drinker. And this golden beer shows up. Uh, I was at Jacob Worth's, uh, oh. which is a, yeah, I know. Oh, uh, I, R- yeah. I know. RIP. Ugh. RIP. Um, and they had an Oktoberfest and this golden beer showed up. And I was like, well, this is a mistake.
4: <laughs> <laughs> like you've given me the wrong beer, sir. Yeah.
0: Sir. Um, and so, but I was, no, It's that's what a fest beer is. So if you could explain the differences to everyone, just very briefly, what the difference between a fest beer and a Märzen is. That would be excellent.
4: There's not a huge difference, you know, overall. And a lot of the, you know, a lot of the specs, the bitterness is, you know, there's a little bit of difference there, but, you know, the classic, like, Oktoberfest Merrickson's are, you know, are a little richer, you know, a little you know, more, more malt-forward and, you know, slightly lower bitterness, but the the Fest beers are going to be lighter so they are going to have you know a lighter malt bill we wouldn't use our october blend or our october fest you know malt, not blend but our Oktoberfest, best you know, specific malt for for a fest beer that would probably that would be more much closer to a you know uphill pilsner maybe a light unicana base so you're going to have a little more pronunciation of the hop bitterness, it's not going to be technically, if you were to measure them, probably put them both through, you know, know, uh, know, hop analysis, you probably have the us that register, you know, the bitterness units that register very similarly, but they're going to taste different because of the body of the beer. The darker, richer Merrickson is going to hide some of that bitterness, whereas the lighter less malt complex fest beer is going to drink a little hoppier and snappier
1: do, do you still decock the fest beer
4: i don't i haven't actually do the fest beer but oh. i would i mean i was like because that's not something i've done here at the tap room
1: uh well that that will remain a mystery then
4: yeah. yes <laughs> I would
0: assume, I would, yeah. I don't know. I would assume, but that's, yeah. It must be similar. I'm not sure because I've, I've never. I'm not. I'm not a brewer. I'm a. I call myself a participant drinker. Um. So yeah, I wouldn't know the answer to that. Um. Like, do you
4: prefer? Yeah. I wouldn't think so. I mean, you know, if if I were to brew one, because you would bring out but you know, more of that caramelization. I don't right. want to speak specifically to. What, you know what we have done with that beer since mm. since I've been here at the tap room I haven't I didn't have any you know any brewing experience with that but I know that if if I were to brew one uh, it's not traditionally part right. of the part of the process so I would assume't do you, you're, you know, you're actually trying to minimize
1: beer. the layered right. reactions right yeah exactly. okay
4: exactly you want that lighter brighter uh, that this uh, lighter brighter uh, you know profile and and look what that you just want that that brightness. so i would imagine that because i would
0: have you brewed one elsewhere like in your past brewing jobs brewed well, a fest I have, beer
4: i actually have not because
0: I, I was going to ask you what your favorite like where you were a merit or a fest beer but if you i'm assuming then that,
4: that answers my question <laughs> Well, if I like to drink, I like to drink both. I mean, that's, that's kind of always, always one of my problems. I've, I kind of, I enjoy drinking everything. I mm. enjoy drinking like just you know all different styles for different reasons, appreciating them for what they are. Um, at most of the breweries I've worked at before you know, coming to Sam Adams, we didn't get to brew a lot of lagers. We just didn't have, we didn't have the tank time to to dedicate to lager brewing because since they take so much longer to brew and age it's a lot harder for smaller breweries to to be able to dedicate that tank time hmm. on
1: that are you allowed to tell us uh the the time it does spend in tank your oktoberfest beer
4: i can't give all that away okay it's all right <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have to keep saying it's like it's like early dating with someone. You can't give everything away. <laughs> this, you know, <laughs> we're just getting to know each other.
1: But it is properly longer. To your point, oh, what, yes, what you yes, were, yeah, absolutely. okay, awesome, awesome, yeah. excellent.
0: Yeah, there's. Uh, I'm so I. Don is drinking one right now. Not a Sam Oktoberfest, but he's got. An Oktoberfest in his mug right now, right Don?
1: Yes, I try to get in the spirit of these uh, of the occasion when we were recording these podcasts. So I am, and I have a one liter, Moskug that I uh, filled with uh, Festmärzen, and and uh, yeah, I I love it. Every as you're as you're describing the beer, Megan, and I just everything you say, I just I, I agree with. I love it. Um, it is a magical beer, and uh, yeah, just so so happy to hear your hear you talk about it
4: i hope it's kind of you know opening up the experience i mean so often we you know we drink without you know thinking which is nice you know that's that's something that's always difficult when you're judging beers you know because you it's hard to then go out and enjoy a beer because you're in that judge mode and you're thinking too much about every beer so it is really nice to just drink and enjoy a beer without Mm. thinking too hard but giving you that moment to actually really appreciate this this beautiful uh, beautiful beer that that's in the mug right now that's got to be kind of fun
1: yeah and i do think that now that you say that i do think that that's actually one of the magics of uh octoberfest beer is that is that it is a beer that if you want to sit and think about it and you know enjoy the dextrins enjoy the mayored reactions you can but it is also a beer that you know you can have one liter of, uh, at a shared table, meet some new friends, just, um, you know, shout, prost, clink glasses, uh, vigorously, and just enjoy, uh, not the beer itself, but the beer experience. I think that's, uh, that's definitely part of, of the yeah. magic of Oktoberfest.
0: Yeah. Exper- yeah. Experiences are always heightened by beer and vice versa. The beer is heightened by the experience experience are heightened by beer. And I, the Oktoberfest is kind of that ultimate. I mean, it's the beer of the biggest party in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. Do you, I have a question. Do you have a favorite Meriton or Oktoberfest that's not Sam Adams? Is there one that you, I mean, if you see on the shelf, you're like, yes, buy, I want to buy that?
4: Ooh. Oh, that's,
0: I mean, there are a lot of really good ones.
4: There's a lot of really good ones. It's, it's even hard for me to pick my own favorite beers of of things that I've brewed. There's, <laughs> I really, really, very good. it's just it's just so so hard because there's there is a lot of there's a lot of good beer, and this time of year, it just you know so much of it just feels good.
1: Do you think American uh, Oktoberfest beers, including Sam Adams, are very true to the Munich? the you know the quote unquote authentic Oktoberfest beers or are they American interpretations?
4: I think some are are you know pretty you know pretty uh, you know good interpretations of of them but you know many you know many are just really great you know, American style loggers. Uh, I think the way I'd really be able to assess that is actually drinking those beers in Germany at that time of year uh, we get them you know we, we get them imported and we get to have them in you know, in bottles over here but the times that I've been to Germany it's not been you know best beer October best season so I haven't really got to enjoy them fresh as they're intended to be you know served and enjoyed so right. I think just even even assessing that is. It's kind of hard because because I don't really have that perspective from having had those years at that. Because as you said, it's very situational, and again, that freshness.
1: I think um, I think the three of us need to commit to meeting at Oktoberfest in one I, year's I t- time.
4: Don, I think that Don, you read my mind. <laughs> I think that I think we have I think we have a date. In I think fa- we're
1: yeah. In fact, I would I, I would like to say that we should meet in Oktoberfest in Munich for Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. and then we should all fly together to Boston, so that we can do as side by side comparison of the of the oh, experiences as okay. we possibly can.
4: Oh, there we go. Oh, I like I that. Like, <laughs> yeah, this plan is getting better.
0: I'm I'm into it. I want there's so many things that I've I've read about Oktoberfest. I've done like presentations about Oktoberfest. But I've never been, and I just, I want, I got to see it. As someone, I hate crowds, and I hate people. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So it just sounds, but at the same time, I'm so intrigued by the event itself, and how, you know, the tradition, and the beer, and the pageantry, and the parades, and I mean, it just sounds like such a great time. I mean, I've been to Oktoberfest events here in America, but it's just—it's not the same, you know. I—I I can't imagine it being the same. But it's different. But it's still fun.
4: I think I'm you know? with you on all of those things. Like I'm—I've never really been a fan of big crowds and big crowded events. I kind of like sitting at a a, a slightly quieter bar. Not we'll go big. to the, the yeah, slightly quieter we'll bar like, kind of thing.
1: Yeah,
0: we'll go on but a I Tuesday do- morning
4: yeah well you know i definitely it's something i i feel the same that i i feel like i need to i need to experience it in person i need to it's something that i it, it's definitely something i need to i need to go i think I each every, go yeah
0: everyone needs i think everyone needs to there's so many great beer things in this world and i think Oktoberfest may be the top and, uh, yeah, I got to you know, it seems, it seems like so fun. I want to get one of those gingerbread cookies that you're not supposed to eat. You just hang on the wall <laughs> and I want to have one too many beers and then feel very, a lot of regret. Um, <laughs> but it'll be, but in a, a respectful, safe way, uh, one of those
1: enormous pretzels. Don't forget the enormous, I pretzel. want the oh. big,
0: big pretzel. I want the pork knuckle. I want someone to yell at me in German, and then (laughs) I don't speak German, you know. uh, How have you been to Germany? I have been to Cologne for one day. Okay. And I'm going to Cologne and Dusseldorf in October for a couple days before going to Belgium. So, but but yeah, I've only been to Cologne. I've been to the Munich airport.
4: (laughs) That's Not (laughs) Not the same. Not the same not quite the same though. So i hope you at least were able to go out go to airbrow get a couple beers there
0: i had a really short layover in um, munich and then cologne was we were in belgium and it's a really if you're in belgium i highly recommend the day trip to cologne because it's only an hour and a half train ride like high-speed rail ride away and then you get just the minute you walk it that's the best thing about germany is like the minute you walk out of any train station it's like beers here Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or or in the train station in some cases. Yes. That's yeah. Yeah. Or, and you
4: know, at Munich Airport.
0: Yeah. yeah. I have actually airbrow. I, airbrow. I have a three hour layover from Munich to Cologne and I'm flying from Brazil. So I'm gonna be in desperate need of a beer um, <laughs> when I land. And yeah, airbrow. Okay. I will yeah, spend it's,
4: many, it's worth it Okay. Noted. It's, it's I've got the time. Worth it.
1: Cool. Yeah, but that, Megan, then it will
4: count a little more. <laughs> Yeah. So Megan,
1: it sounds like you have been to Munich, correct? Yes, I have. Um, And so uh, having taken that experience, having presumably you went to a few of the beer gardens. Yes. uh, And, and then, so are you, were you able to play a role in making sure that at least some of that experience is recreated in Boston?
4: It's definitely, you know, a perspective that I've, you know, that I've tried to bring to the, you know, to this cap room. Just that, you know, I've. having actually been there and gotten that gotten that vibe of just the the laid back it's just so it's it's laid back and it's normal and it's natural to just you know sit and have a couple of beers while you're out walking around you know sit with other people whether you talk with them or not it's you don't even think twice about sitting with strangers and then maybe you do make new friends but you're all there just it's just very relaxed it's not so much about it, it it's not alcohol focused as it right. is, yeah. As it is the, the 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 flavor, the taste, the the whole experience. It, alcohol is part of it, but yeah. that's not the focus at all.
1: I think it's almost the German equivalent of of the French choix uh, de vive. Like it's yeah, it's living life. I think it's
4: just it, it's just so it's it's just part of the it's part of the fabric. It's really woven into the fabric and. It just it, it it really amazed me the for you know the first time that I was there and I saw just just how normal this was and comfortable and it's not it, yeah it's just not about the, the alcohol is peripheral.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Now I'm making yeah. you're making me.
4: I yourself. know. So I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, now I want to go
0: back. I want to go. Yeah, I'm really you looking know. forward to going and I, I'm I mean, forward yeah, to our trip there. No, uh, when are you going yes. to oh our, oh, trip. Uh, uh, yeah. our, our trip. trip yeah okay yeah um 2023 2024 what we should
1: no i think we should commit
0: 2023
1: i think 23 okay. yeah and okay. for, there's no
0: time like the present
1: yeah for Fair. everybody listening to this podcast yeah. plan plan to meet us there
0: I Meet mean, us there yeah. yeah we can yeah we'll go yeah there's there's i yeah i've never been to munich itself so i'm really looking forward to like i just want all the Augustiner like in my face um just you know give yeah. me the beer yeah. uh yeah. that's sounds amazing just in general yeah. like sure i mean what a like those like germany belgium those countries just i mean yeah it's what you said the alcohol is part of living I mean, like Belgium, my favorite bar is just old ladies reading the newspaper, drinking Chimay. And I'm like, "I've <laughs> this, these are my people.
4: That's a beautiful world right mm-hmm. there. I mean, just where it, it's not some very specific group of people. It is the group of people is everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone Bears has a everyone. seat at that table. And that is that's what I really you know, love seeing when you know when when i've been what when i've been in, in those communities, that really is you know fear is for you know, is for everyone
1: yeah you even in like in north america there's this constant debate about whether children should be allowed in tasting rooms for example but you know in in germany the beer gardens you know people are having family picnics they they bring tablecloths and food and and the kids are there and and it's life like it's not really uh It's not an alcohol outing. It's just,
4: it's a family outing. It's a
1: family outing. It's life. Yeah.
0: It's nice. It's yeah.
4: Yeah. That really is a different, you know, a very different perspective on, I think. Hospitality. Yeah. What, what we are used to in the hospitality industry here in the U.S. is, I think is, is very different than, you know, than, you know, the beer garden communities in you know, in Germany especially. Yeah.
0: I mean, maybe that's why Oktoberfest is so great is because we get a little of that energy in America. Yeah. Maybe that's that's what it was all it was the friends we met along the way.
4: <laughs> it always is. It really it always is the friend the friends we meet along the way.
1: There I was think, a yeah there was a publican in uh, Portland who is famous for saying, it's not about the beer, it's about the beer. It's the things around the beer. Uh, And I've always, yeah, I think, yeah, that sums it up.
4: (laughs) That's a really good point. Exactly, it it is about, it's about, it's yeah, it's it's the about, it's the everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is why we all love beer.
0: Yeah, this is why we're all talking to each other right now.
1: Exactly. we seem to have deviated off of the main topic of Oktoberfest. Um, I'm okay
0: with that. I'm
1: okay with that too. But <laughs> I, I, I want, I want to make sure Megan gets to say everything she wants to about Oktoberfest. Oh, great
4: I think this is actually, a, I think this is a great conversation about it because where the, the the tangent that has you know come from talking about the beer has, has led us to much more than just the beer itself. It's about it's about the beer.
1: Yeah,
4: and I think that's actually really just the perfect, uh, the perfect description.
1: I, I do. Having said that, though, I'm going to ruin it by asking one nerdy question. <laughs>
4: Don cheese. <geez. laughs> um, uh,
1: the yeast is it? This is do you use the same uh, house lager yeast as other Sam Adams beers, or do you use a different uh, strain?
4: Uh, we use our we use our. Our house
1: know, logger yeast. Okay, now uh, I now return you to your regular programming.
4: <laughs> I'm actually you know, laughing at something that y'all can't see right now since we're on a podcast. But as we've been talking about, you know, families and children, and here we are in attack room. Uh, my uh, the the brew house here, where where I'm in the middle of brewing. There's a little girl right outside the door. She's maybe. Four years old and she is just like and now she is smushing her face up against the door She and it's like it's fine I mean parents are probably going to want to wash her face at some point but it's just but you know she's just you know she's just there she's having the time of her life right now I hope I don't need to go out the door anytime soon <laughs> but, but we we are fairly you know, you know family friendly here as well and it is just it kind of goes along with that uh, you know, during the day we have so many families that are out and about in this area we want people to feel we want people to feel welcome and it's that kind of environment so just it's just really cracking me up actually just seeing this little girl just having the time of her life right outside the door, now, and with I, the door. <laughs>
1: again i think i i think they they should be obligated to come in and have a beer now That's-
4: oh no they're no this is this is the inside oh
1: they is, are oh, they okay.
0: are yeah, yeah, inside so yeah mission so, accomplished
4: yes yeah, so the, the family is so it, is at the table right outside so they're they have eyes on, on
1: okay this. perfect perfect so
0: it is are, in every yeah, re- uh, it. it is a really nice your the place that you're at is yeah it's perfect for families it's also in in my i used to live in boston in my early 20s and so that building that area is. I mean, I'm sure your nightlife is. How late are? Is the tap room open till?
4: uh we're open till nine during the week and then ten on the weekends.
0: Okay, yeah, because let's get that's a rowdy area.
4: Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that's a pretty early close overall.
0: That because, I was gonna say yeah. that clo- that's a really early close because you could stay open till when the bars are open till one, two, one. Oh
4: midnight one i haven't been out that late i think it
0: was one <laughs> i know years. I'm trying to when i was this was a while ago when i was in my early 20s living i lived there in like 06 07 i think it was one because the t the subway stopped running at 12 30 oh yeah and that was oh. that was stressful um but yeah no but it's a great place for like do you get a large after work crowd
4: we do that at the beginning and we're starting to see more of that coming back as okay. there just haven't been as many people in the offices around us. But as people have been coming back, we're seeing a lot more, you know, you know polos and khakis at the end of the day.
0: Mm-hmm. I we mean, I wish that, that yeah, of,
4: Yeah. we get a lot more you know, calls for you know, small group reservations and we don't really get new reservations, but like, hey, if, you know, you're going to have you know, 20 people come in. We can put aside, say, hey, like this area, these two tables are reserved for like 20 people to to hang.
0: It sounds like I've never been, um, but it sounds like a really nice place to go and have a to have a beer. It sounds like you're trying to like you've captured a little bit of that German essence that you've spoken of where everybody is welcome, where there is nice outdoor seating, the big seats and whatnot. So kudos to that. And I bet your Octoberfest is going to be a lot of fun.
4: Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, especially this year, the, the, the second time around, and people are out even more now, so I'm really excited for it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think it's gonna be awesome too. I'm again FOMO. Uh,
4: yeah, I know. But next year to Munich and back. That's right. That's Munich,
0: right. we're all going to Munich. Put it, I'm gonna put it in my phone right now, in my. Case calendar so yeah it'll be
4: great
1: for uh, for the oktoberfest there megan do you have the big pretzels and like we have
4: we have a smaller pretzel now we used to have the big pretzels but also you know we're actually selling it now more as we have two smaller pretzels that kind of equal (laughs) the volume of the the big pretzel it's just that people found it visually i think a lot of people were overwhelmed by the massive pretzel. Yeah, yeah. And seeing like two smaller pretzels makes it feel a little more shareable or achievable. <laughs> Something you can actually <laughs> take down instead of just the massive pretzel.
1: No, this sounds awesome. I, I know. It does. Looking forward, looking forward to it next year after Munich.
4: Yeah. After yes. Munich. Agree. And then we can really see. We can really see um, how, be awesome. how, how it measures up to a fresh German. Merrickson and test beer oh i would love i can't wait <laughs> everybody's well, Megan, welcome yeah
0: yeah thank thank you so much for being on our podcast this was cool. um uh, i'm i'm now gonna go out and buy a six pack of salmon it was i was at the liquor store a couple of days ago and it was it was just a little too hot and i saw the six pack of Sam and was like "Ooh!" but it's gonna be 50 degrees tonight uh what 13 cell cellulose for uh silthius for dawn um <laughs> thank you you're welcome <laughs> um tonight so maybe i'll go out and uh, procure six packs because it's september 1st is it's sucked it's time it's time for Oktoberfest. so
4: here at the room, we actually just released Oktoberfest this week we had a um we we had a big end of summer bash, so we were selling, we were, you know, keeping summer ale on mm-hmm. this past weekend. We just had this big like, end of summer bash, and then we just made the transition to Oktoberfest, um, and gosh, it's wonderful. Right, so I, you know, when I do my tap tastings, I got to have my first Oktoberfest because I was I was holding on, you know, just like holding on for that, mm-hmm. and now I'm also going to bring home my first uh, my first taste of it as well too. So lovely. I'm going to crack one open at you know at home on the ports tonight. We have perfect perfect evening port here.
0: That sounds wonderful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. That does sound wonderful. Thank you, Megan.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Thank you for being on the show.
4: And it's great to talk to you as always. Don, what a pleasure to meet you. And I look forward to being able to in person.
1: person. Yeah. In Munich.
0: All right. I'll start looking at flights. (laughs) If not before.
4: Yes.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you.
4: Yeah. Thank you.
1: Okay, so right. I'm, I'm just going to keep the recording going for, because Em and I have to do our intro and outro. Mm-hmm. But uh, Megan, thank you very much for that.
0: Yes, thank you for making right. time for us, Megan. I know
4: that you're a busy lady, so.
1: And brewing. Yeah. yeah.
4: And brewing. Yeah. And, and things actually, like the timing's actually going to work out just, just perfectly because my boil is, for the second brew of the day, is coming to an end, so I'm going to need to start grabbing samples at this point. So. The timing is like, I didn't actually have to step away. So perfect. perfect.
1: Wonderful. Yeah, wonderful.
4: I love it when a plan comes together.
1: <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
0: thank you, Megan. Oh, well,
4: thank you. Yeah. All good right. to see
0: you. We'll talk thanks, soon.
4: Thanks, Don. Thanks, Sam. All right.
0: Have a good day. Yeah. All right. Bye. bye. Don, I want an Oktoberfest
1: yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) in fact i want four of them
0: i want a six pack i literally i have uh i we're supposed to have indian takeaway tonight for dinner and one of my favorite pairings is indian food and Oktoberfest. and Mm. so i'm thinking that i'm literally the minute this is over i'm going to drive to the the liquor store pet we call it package store here in connecticut and um uh, purchased a six pack of sam october's because that was that i've never had a podcast make me so thirsty for a beer style before
1: yeah uh um and you also need to find a big pretzel
0: yeah i don't know where to find a big pretzel i don't, know where to find I don't a big there's pretzel, no pretzel bit. there's no pretzel store <laughs> big pretzel store in connecticut you know i'm shocked about that uh <laughs>
1: Because if we w- learned one thing, it's not just the beer. It's everything else. So.
0: It's everything. It's about sitting outside, enjoying, you know, putting your feet up, meeting some people, enjoying a couple liters, you know, yes. spending time with humanity, enjoying all the good in life because life is good. Yes. <laughs> it's better when you have an Oktoberfest.
1: Life is better when you have an Oktoberfest. October- yes. yes. One liter of it.
0: Yeah. One liter at a time.
1: Yes. <laughs> Oh, man, I love that episode. And I loved that uh, Megan is uh, a fan of decoction mashing because I, you know, as much as we talk about it's not just the beer, I have to nerd out, uh, nerd out say, on that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I am a big fan of, of uh, decoction mashing. And every time somebody tries to argue that decoction mashing is not necessary with today's like modern, yeah, <laughs> it's not necessary with today's modern malts, I die a little. So mm-hmm. uh, I love that Megan um is a fan of it and and not just randomly not just saying oh because that's tradition i love mm-hmm. that she was able to explain you know you actually want to inactivate some of the, the uh, enzymes and you know um maillard reactions and all that sort of thing so i love all that nerd- i think that was yeah, great
0: all that nerd stuff so yeah. yeah well that is our episode for the day uh visit allaboutbeer.com and follow us on social media at all about beer And if you're feeling generous or you like us, uh, think about throwing some loot to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash allaboutbeer to support this show and others.
1: And if you have any questions, uh, email us at podcast at allaboutbeer.com. And that email works for feedback, suggestions, or if you want to support the show through advertising. Speaking of advertising, a short word from our sponsors.
2: This show is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company's award-winning craft non-alcoholic beers are fit for all times. Downtime, work time, game time, even gym time. Pick a time and grab an athletic because it's about time you could enjoy a great tasting brew anytime you want. Even right now. Head to athleticbrewing.com and get some fresh brews delivered. New customers can even get 20% off with code Beer 20 and free shipping on two six-packs or more.
3: Hi, this is John Hall, the editor of All About Beer, inviting you to check out the Drink Beer, Think Beer podcast. It's available on all of the major platforms and the weekly show features long-form conversations with brewers, growers, and personalities from the beer industry. New episodes release every Wednesday. Just search Drink Beer, Think
0: Beer. So if you're interested in looking up um what I do, I'm at Pints and Panels across all social media. And uh my website is www.pintsandpanels.com
1: And uh, across social channels, I am at the Dawn of Beer. Uh, and you can also visit my website at thedawnofbeer.com.
0: This show is produced by All About Beer. Visit allaboutbeer.com for articles, notes on the show and others, and to kn- connect via the newsletter and social media. Cheers.
1: Cheers!